Taste of Country Nights on Demand with me, Evan Paul. Episode 47 with Dylan Scott. What do you think about the country music shift to like the 90s sound right now? Do you think we'll ever get to like the poppy 90s sound? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a weird point, but I mean, you know what? You never know, and uh, we'll we'll do what we got to do, you know? So We had a lot of fun in here talking to Dylan Scott. He's got a lot coming up, new music. He's a family man now. We talk about all that and everything he's got going on. And he answered an interesting question that I've been wondering about his new song, New Truck, and the similarities uh, in that to Tim McGraw's new song, 7500 OBO. We'll get to all that in the podcast. As usual, thank you so much for listening. Give us a like, subscribe, all that stuff that everyone says at the beginning of these things, because it all helps out. Nothing left to do. But kick off these boots and lay down with you. All I want to do is lay down with you. Yeah, that was amazing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Taste of Country Nights here, hanging out with Dylan Scott, man. What's happening? Man, a lot. You got a, a lot, lot going on. A lot going dude. on, man. Lot but lot it's on. good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. man. I want to take it all the way back to the beginning. So, like, you moved to Nashville when you were, what, like 19? 19 years, 19 old. years old. Had a record deal with Kerr right off the bat, so that was cool. But we've been here a minute. What? Give me your best and your worst day since... 19 years ago man i'm living my best days right now no doubt i'm living my best days uh worst day was uh, not one in particular but there was a time uh, early on before like my girl and the success we had i mean i literally i questioned myself I was like man am i really supposed to be in this town doing this and um my wife who was my girlfriend at the time she's like you're supposed to be there stay there do your thing but you know it's a it's, it's a tough business man there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs and uh, luckily, we 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 held it out, and here we are. Did you ever think about being on a reality TV show? No, I mean there was a point at, uh, before, like I said early on, I was like maybe I should go try like American Idol or something, you know. But I never did it. I just stayed the course. I stayed in town writing music, recording, and just getting out on the road and playing shows. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Lay down with you is different than like. So if, if people only knew you from your singles that you put on the radio, and they hear "Lay Down with You," would you have been able to record something like that like five or ten years ago? Yeah, I was, I was probably more apt to do that five or ten years ago. So I grew up. My dad played with Freddie Fender back in the day. Lived in Nashville. Oh, grew cool. up on the old school country stuff. So I grew up listening to old school country music Keith Whitley's my hero you know but you know I found out real quick at the time I moved to Nashville that was not the sound right that was not the Nashville sound what was going on so I had to weave through that and find who I was and you know we got my girl and hooked and nobodies and all that stuff but I think it's really cool now to be able to be at a spot to where I can showcase that and show people like hey i grew up on country music like this is this is it and like lay down with you that's that's straight up country music mm-hmm, in my opinion mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i love i love the new stuff and the new contemporary way of things as well so i just it's cool to be able to put out a body of work like we've done that shows both sides of that what do you think about the country music shift to like the 90s sound right now do you think yeah. we'll ever get to like the poppy 90s sound i hope not 
<laughs> I think that was a weird point, but I mean, you know what? You never know, and uh, we'll, we'll do what we got to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Is there a song on the new album that's so personal that you almost didn't add it? No, there's not one that's so personal that it almost added. Um, there, most, whether I wrote it on this album or not, it's all going to be personal to me. Um, it's stuff that I've lived. Uh, I can't, I can't record a song or write a song that is not me. That's just I couldn't go on stage and sing it every night in front of my fans if it wasn't me. So everything on the on this album is pretty much me to a T. Um, there are some personal songs on there. You know, like "Lay Down with You" is it's a pretty personal love song. You know, uh, and there's a song called "Tough." Uh, which is a dad talking to his boy. I got a little boy, and uh, it's a cool song. Just say, hey, I'm going to teach you how to be tough, but good luck being tough when you fall in love. You know, mm-hmm. so some cool stuff, man. Well, let's talk about one of those uh, boy I was back then. Yeah. Um, so apparently you were pretty rowdy back in the day. Well, okay, I knew you was going to get to this one. Did, did, okay, well, is there anything you did back in Louisiana where you were like so, like it was almost criminal? Nothing almost criminal. I was a good kid, man. I was a really good kid, and I, I'm a I'm a good guy now, so I don't do I don't get in too much trouble. But um, nothing criminal, man. Then that song talks about the cops even knew my name. There's a lyric uh-huh. in it. It it rhymed really good. The, look, and in all honesty, the cops did know my name. We were all friends, and you know I, I knew everyone. They knew my dad, but they didn't know my name because I was that rowdy kid that got in trouble. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And and your wife, uh, you knew her. You guys have been dating, what, like nine, 16, 19 years? Uh, it ain't been nice. Don't, I'm six, not that old yet. Is, I'm not uh, that old yet. We have been... 16th we, anniversary's coming up. Yeah, we have been together since we were 15 years old. So, so. she knew the boy back then, or, or were these like... Was were these times before that? Did you did she straighten you up? Is what I'm getting at. No, no like I said, man, I was. A, I wish I, I wish I could say, man, I was a bad kid. I was doing crazy. I was catching cars on fire, which I did catch a truck on fire in my music video. That counts, but <laughs> for a new truck. But no, I mean, you man, had to have been in detention or something. I went to a couple of morning detentions, but dude. <laughs> I didn't hardly get in trouble, man. And that was just because I was late for school, you know. I had a problem being late for school, so I didn't do nothing too bad. Okay, all right, all right. Um, now, you guys do have your 16th anniversary of knowing each other right. uh, and dating. Do you? My wife and I are the same way. We have like four anniversaries. We can't keep up. Do you all celebrate that one? I noticed last year your wife posted something on Instagram about the 15th anniversary. Do you all do anything, or do you wait to your wedding anniversary? We barely do anything for our wedding anniversary. And I hate to say that, but I mean, same. you know, we, man, we've been together so long. That's not an excuse. That's not what I'm getting at. But <laughs> dude, I mean, every day is we, we, uh, we're, we're best friends, you know? And so, yeah, we go do stuff on our anniversary. We go out to dinner, nothing crazy. I think probably the older we get, the more I'll be like, Hey, let's start taking trips, you know? But right now we're such in the heat of touring and, and building this career and we got our kids who are young it's just really tough to do anything super crazy has becoming a girl dad changed your songwriting um not really my no not really not my songwriting it's changed you know i think it's changed me a little bit you know probably made me a little softer than mm-hmm. than what i was no doubt but not really my approach on writing i mean my approach on writing has always been kind of the same i, I want people who are you know, whether you're five years old or, or 85 years old, I want you to hopefully you can relate to something in our music. Um, so I got to know personally, do you and Tim McGraw realize that <laughs> on the radio right now, y'all have like 
Y'all are hating on, like, you got to get rid of this truck. It's yeah. got some bad memories. Yeah. Have y'all talked about that? I think it's great. Yeah. You know what? I, I addressed this on TikTok a few weeks ago saying, hey, you know, I need a new truck. And Tim McGraw's selling one for 7,500 OB. I'll give you 6,000 for it, Tim. And he never, he never responded. I was waiting for the response from him, but uh, no, I've not spoke to Tim about this. Uh, Tim, if you still got the truck, man, I'm, I'm giving you an offer for it, brother. Right. But uh, no, kind of crazy, right? Two songs, kind of the same deal, it, it the is, right at the same time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, totally different songs, but when you take it apart and strip it down to the minimum, it's kind of the it's same. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, but then it really makes you think, like, that's true, and that applies to cars. Like, that applies to so many things. Like, it's the easy way to get rid of a relationship oh, yeah. in memory. I broke, my wife and I, we broke up back when we were dating for like a month or two one time and I mean, dude, as a young kid, you spend a lot of time in your truck, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, once you break up, it's like that truck and her memories are all connected and you're finding whatever she's lost in between the seats in there. It's like, man, <laughs> I need to get rid of this thing. Um, you used to work construction back in the day. I did. Do you ever go back to like, you see the boys? No, not really. No. I, I mean, I do run across them every, from time to time and I say, what's up, you know, but um, no, that's... uh. I wouldn't say I'd never do it again, but um, that was that was something else. I was what's young. Your, what's your jam? Like, are you the man? Are you like a surgeon on the excavator? Oh yeah, not a, no. I can run an excavator. I can I can do some serious dirt work, but uh, no, I worked in like paper mills, man. Like they had me on a jackhammer busting concrete. I was bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, my dad worked for the company, and so I think it was one of them deals. My dad's like put him to work so he'll quit and go to Nashville and do something with his <laughs> life. So, what's that like running a jackhammer like for the rest of the it, day? Are you like da, 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 da. it sucks? And you would think, oh, I'm gonna jackhammer and just let the thing do the work, but I'm I'm telling you, my hands have no, I can still feel it right now. All the tendons in your hands and the muscles in your hands. I did it for two days. They were so sore, I could barely squeeze my hands together. Do you, now, I may be a little girl. There's probably some dude out there listening going, oh, that dude, he's <laughs> he's being a little weenie, you know. But I'm telling you, man, it hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're about to kick off your tour. Um, what is on your backstage rider list? And have you updated it recently? My backstage rider is very boring, and I have not updated it recently. Literally, we got um, – we don't have much. We got like salsa and chips, you know, some LaCroix, Ooh, yeah. maybe some Tito's. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason, I don't know who put this on my rider. We get these dried banana chips. <laughs> and like, I trust me, I did not ask for dried banana. Somebody in my band asked, and nobody ever eats them. That's the thing. Somebody wanted them. We put it on there, and they literally, every show, there's a bag of dry banana chips that are never open. I don't get it. Is it like a huge bag? No, nah, it's usually just a small, small. bag. Like, And sometimes we'll throw in like dry bananas and strawberries uh-huh. and this. I'm like, man, nobody eats this. Uh, are you bringing the fam out with you? Uh, not yet. Um, we're still doing the one bus thing. I'm trying to play it smart. You know, right now, but this year coming out of the pandemic, I kind of just want to spend time with my boys, be on the bus, you know, all together. Before the pandemic, we did have two buses and I had the family out there and doing the thing. But um, coming out of the pandemic, man, I just want to spend time with my boys on the road. And, and like, it's like a, 
It's like a grown-up sleepover every day. Never <laughs> right, so right, right. We have fun. So uh, if you really know Dylan Scott, this won't be a weird question, but would you ever bring a garbage truck on tour? <laughs> no. Them things are uh, – they, they suck too much diesel, dude. But, <laughs> yeah, so I started – during the pandemic, I started a residential trash business with a buddy of mine. And uh, we started with literally a pickup truck and a dump trailer. And in a year and a half, almost two years now, we've grown that thing. We've got three brand new garbage trucks and one old one. So we got four trucks running every day during the week. We're up to almost 4,000 houses. Wow. Is that nuts, man? That's so cool. I'm your local garbage boy. Dude, that's <laughs> so cool. Now, do you ever ride on the back of it? I one? have ridden on the back of it, and uh, it's actually really cool. I mean, as you, when you're a young kid. That's all I wanted to do. And you saw the garbage truck come by, yeah. and you watched that guy jump off and oh, dump man. the candy. Like, that's my dream job. And so I can say that I've I've done that. Wow, yeah. that's cool, man. Congrats on that. Thank you. And obviously the album and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, finally, I just need to know, uh, like, what makes you happy? Oh, dude. What makes me happy is the album's called Living My Best Life. I'm definitely living my best life right now. But, man, I, I love I love what I do. I love going out on the road, hanging out with my boys, playing shows to fans, and then coming home and I got my wife I got my two kids, and we jump on the trampoline, and we go put deer corn out, and we hang out and go get ice cream. And like, dude, that's what I live for right now. Amen to that. Amen to that, dude. I appreciate you coming by and playing a couple or playing a song for us, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and now that uh, Dylan has exited the building, we're going to bring in Billy Dukes here from behind the camera. Let's talk about this interview. Uh, let me make sure he's totally gone. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're not going to say anything bad about Dylan. Yeah, what do you got, man? You guys are out of your mind. The trash truck job and riding on it and hauling those cans, that sounds miserable. I never wanted to do that. You can't tell me that. You never wanted. No way. If I called my mom right now and asked her what job I wanted to be when I grew up, that's what she would say. I always said I wanted to ride on the back of the trash truck. No, this, I mean, it's stinky. You're right next to the trash. Like, why would I want to spend all day next to trash? Terrible. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how much of a business he put up, like, how he made that business during the pandemic and how well it's doing? What I took away from that is Jimmy, or is Dylan Scott knows the difference between hard work and hustling. Like, he is out there finding ways to get things done. And I'm sure that has applications in his country career. Like he's not just um, playing the shows he's doing, like his heart's in it. He's doing the small things that make a show great or make an album or a song great. Like he's paying attention to those details and he's, he's finding a way at every turn to have, be successful and make a dollar. Yeah, I, I definitely catch that off him. Like I could, I could see him setting up the stage before his own show type thing. What was your worst job ever? Like before you started as a radio DJ. Bagging groceries. Really? That didn't sound too bad. Uh, it it just wasn't great. It was a lot of... Uh, the Actually, bagging the groceries wasn't bad. It was the downtime uh, when we weren't busy and just standing around on my feet. Like, that was awful. But it was the downtime. It was in the era of... Um, if you can stand, you can clean or whatever. If you're standing, sure. you could be cleaning. So it was yeah. like, God forbid you didn't have a customer, uh, with groceries to get, you know, there wasn't someone in line. I, you know, Hey, they need you in the floral department or, 
you know, hey, can you right. cut meat in the deli? And you know, I was like 16, like, I don't know. What about you? Ice cream man. I drove the ice cream truck. Oh, that sounds awesome. Nope. Terrible. Because <laughs> you kind of, you're trying, a lot of where you sell your most ice cream is kind of like poorer neighborhoods. Okay. And sometimes they start to get real angry with you, like at the end of the month, maybe. When before the social security checks drop on like the first or second of the next month, oh. so they start throwing things at you and they start cursing at you. And the trucks are always broke; like the AC never works in them. And you're out there forever trying to sling the ice cream, and it's just oh man, I did it for three months, and then I drove the truck up and down the main road, and I got a job at a liquor store. <laughs> 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 Ever thought about combining the two? Now you know driving around well, a liquor truck. <laughs> I don't think that's legal in any states. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. Jim, uh, Dylan has been with his wife since he was 15 years old. That absolutely blows my mind. And, and we've both been with our partners for a really long time. Uh, but still, not since I was 15. Like, there's never been any other woman he kicked it with. Yeah, that's interesting. I, did they say that uh, they broke up once or twice or no? He said for a month. Yeah. That's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. Yeah. What shocked me most about that was that um, she has seen like uh, his worst days and now his best days. Um, But he was saying that, um, see, I always thought he came across as maybe he might have been a bad kid. Not not like bad, but like, you know, might have caused him been a troublemaker. And this interview changed my mind on that because he said it on multiple occasions that, when he was a kid and a teenager, he was a good kid. So maybe maybe, maybe uh, he hasn't changed much, and that's why she loves him still, you know? A lot of times what happens in country music is, like, the relationship that comes into the career. Like, the wife or the husband wasn't necessarily signing up for that lifestyle, so it doesn't work out. Like, you get an early divorce versus, like, the relationship afterwards. He or she knows what she's signing up for. So those are a lot, lo- those last a lot longer, I think. So, I mean, kudos to her for adapting to his lifestyle because that's, that's got to be a heck of a change for her. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You would think it would be opposite. You would think that maybe uh, like uh, someone's like, oh, I want to marry Luke Bryan. And then they marry him and they're like, whoa, this is crazier than I thought. I'm out. But thinking about it from that perspective is, yeah, like you signed up to marry this, uh, you know, this dude that was like uh, mm-hmm. working construction, and then now all of a sudden, everywhere you go, people are yelling his name. What surprises you about about Dylan Scott yeah. and his? He's kind of a, I don't know. He's not. Let me rephrase this part. Sorry. I'll, let me ask you this: What did you go into this interview wanting to know about Dylan Scott that you didn't know previously? Um. Honestly, it's something silly, but it's I wanted to know if he had heard uh, 7500 OBO by Tim McGraw, and I really wanted to know his thoughts because his song New Truck, I play both of them all the time and 7500 OBO on the show, and the more you hear them, I've never really heard of anything like this where it's two songs that don't sound anything alike, and the lyrics aren't anything alike, per se, but they are like the same exact song. It's like so weird because, like I said, it doesn't. it's not like he ripped them off. It doesn't sound like it or anything, but 
the song is about needing a new vehicle or getting rid of one because of the memories that were in it, you know? And I, I really wanted to know if he had spoke to Tim about that. And I'm glad I got he answered that for me. Well, that's kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Like he not only had an answer, like he had turned that answer into like a, a social media moment. Like he kind of got there on his own. Like those are the little things I think that kind of make a big difference in a, an artist's career. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll be like, um, I think he'll be around for a while. And I also think that um, he, we haven't seen, I think the, I, I think we haven't seen the best from him yet. I, I think he's on his way up. I think he's going to keep coming out with good stuff. I, I tend to agree. I mean, it does seem like he, he doesn't have the fame that his success thus far deserves quite yet, but it also seems like he's finally feeling a little bit free to record the music he wants to record. I mean, that performance of Lay Down With Me, and you got to go to the YouTube channel to find it, like he did an acoustic performance with us. That was so good. So good. And that's that kind of traditional sound that I think he really wants to play in the future. Yeah, he reminded me of when I spoke with Michael Ray. Uh, It was kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. where uh, Michael Ray Mm -hmm. was telling me that... um, you know, he's made a lot of music and a lot of had some success and then but not until recently he's, a, you know, been able to find his true place as an artist and where he wants to be. And same with Dylan. And I think that, you know, once they find that, you know, the machine of the record industry, sometimes, you know, you just have to fill a hole that's needed. It's the same in radio. It's the same with a lot of things that sometimes you just need to fill a hole that's needed and if you have that talent you know um we'll let you fill that hole you know but then as an artist after you've had that success and you filled that hole and everybody loves you sometimes you're like well man i kind of want to get back to what i said what i got here for you know it's uh I, I came up playing shortstop and y'all got me at third like uh right. now that i've had some success put me back at short He's a, a 90s country guy, and this is the last thing, but I, I got some bad news for him. I think that late 90s sound, early 2000s sound, that's coming. That's coming back. That's going to be the next wave of nostalgia, much to Dylan Scott's chagrin. I, I think we're going to hear that again sooner than later. Yeah, that's why I asked that question, man. You you put that in my head, and I, I hear it now everywhere. As a, It's late 90s come, starting to come back, so I think that's a question we need to keep asking all these artists. and. I thought it was cool uh, that he answered so truthfully. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that, that many people that would have answered like that. I I honestly expected the the usual like uh, star quarterback type answer. Like, uh, mm-hmm. well, you know, if it comes my way, I'll put it out and make the best of it. Love it. Um, right. But uh, so kudos to him for giving me that little extra juice on that. I th- I appreciated that. And we appreciate you listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand. Uh, Taste of Country Nights with me, Evan Paul, airs on over 115 radio stations across America, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to midnight. And Taste of Country Nights On Demand is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network.